um, but not in a bad, bad, bad way. Yes, thank you. So if I'm a little scatterbrained today, that's why, because I kind of got, you know, pastor was like the echo of what the Lord was dealing with me, has been dealing with me on and had me working on a little bit yesterday. So just want to fess up right there. So when that type of thing happens, just to give you a little tidbit about our class, um, we're here doing relational care and um, we're, I'm, I'm not yet ready to, to pray, but just a little tidbit is whenever you are kind of disjointed from what you would normally be, right? You're in a zone most of the time, just like you get in a car and you drive and you can't tell anybody exactly what you saw unless there was maybe an accident on the road on the way to your destination because you're pretty much on auto. So that's pretty much how we function. But there are times when things happen in our lives that cause a shift and we're like trying to figure out where we are. That's a time when we're told that our relational circuits in our minds might be off or dimmed, right? Because we are off balance. It's very good to become aware when we're in those spaces. Sometimes it's because of good things. We're like, I'm just so excited right now. I, don't, I can't even speak. Or we are really down in the dumps or we're trying to figure something out. So our relational circuits can be on, off, or dimmed. Okay. So right now my relational circuits are a little dimmed because my mind is really trying to wrap itself around what was preached but I'm not off. And so I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still in a good place. I can still be, I can still relate to you. If they're off, that's when I would snap at you. I would cut you off. I would, you know, just tell you, I need to go be by myself. Not, not in a good way. Cause we've talked about that. Sometimes alone time is time that we need because we need to figure things out and we're aware that that's what we need. But I'm in a place right now where I don't need to go be by myself. I need to be with you guys. But at the same time, I recognize my mind is still focused on something else. So my relational circuits might be dimmed because there's a part of my mind, literally my brain, that's kind of turned inward as opposed to being open and ready for what's going on. So I hope that little bit helps you when you're relating to other people and when you're trying to connect with them and they kind of seem distant or they seem far off or you said something and all of a sudden they flashed and you're like, all I said was hi. Recognize it's, up, it's not necessarily because they wanted to flash. It's also because of where they are in their mental state. And that is really a, also a brain function. We have to also acknowledge that that's how the mind sometimes works. So just wanted to give you that little intro and for that, we're gonna we're gonna pray. So right now my relational circuits are off. <laughs> yes, because I am totally like into this cake. So I have just like tuned all you guys out. Right. So which is why he gave me the intro. So that being said, um, let's let's pray and just keep doing what you're doing while we pray. Father, we thank you for each and every person who's in this room right now. We we love you. We acknowledge that you are Lord, you are Savior but that you are also friend and you are also comforter. We thank you, Lord God, that you walk beside us, God. If nobody else walks beside us, you walk beside us. We thank you, God, that as we were reminded today that you have our best interest at heart. 
You want us to fulfill our destiny. You want us to live an abundant life. And you are not going to take obstacles out of our way that are actually going to help us achieve mm -hmm. that goal that you have in mind for us. Because you see us in a way we don't even see ourselves. That's right. So as we come before you today, Lord, we pray that you would help us, Lord God, to to enter into a mind mm -hmm. shift, mm -hmm. a mindset that would allow us to see obstacles in our lives mm -hmm. differently because you have a hope and a future for us. Yes. The enemy may want to derail us, but you have plans for us That's and right. you are taking us somewhere mm -hmm. where your glory is, just as your glory is with us right here, right now. So Lord, we invite you, we say thank you, we want to enjoy you. And so we want to bask in what we're gonna learn today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow, good word. Good word, dear. That's awesome. All right, blame the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if none of you, if you guys have not been, this is definitely a teaching you don't want to miss. It's one of those teachings where you want to Listen play it a couple of times mm -hmm. um, because there was just so much meat in there in terms of really um, walking in our purpose and walking intentionally, you know, living life intentionally. Um, is the way I interpret it. So, so it, it'll be online uh, probably by Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be online and accessible for you to hear it again um, if you want. I think it's on Facebook. Yeah, it's on Facebook now, but it will be, yeah, accessible through, I think the website changed this weekend. So it's no longer calvarytemple.org. I think it changed. Um, yeah, I, I thought so too. So, but yeah. So today we're going to, um, class is going to be really more of a working class because as we have talked um, during the, the past weeks, we really want to learn um, not only self-awareness about ourselves, what our needs are, um, but also we want to be able to help others. We want to be able to try to discern uh, past what's going on with people and to find the needs behind the deeds. And we talked about last week in terms of uh, to whom the greater revelation is given uh, carries a greater responsibility. And so when we go out into the world and we are um, interacting with coworkers, family, friends, we don't talk about relational needs out in the world. If you say to somebody, you talk, ask somebody about relational needs, They'll think you're speaking Greek because they're like, well, what are those? Right. So we have to in first do the work in ourselves so that we come to a, a level of self-awareness about what our needs are. But then we also have to be those that model that out in the world out that the Lord has put us into. So we model those that um, those that are able to share feelings and able to. Uh, talk about us being uh, having needs because in the world when you talk about having needs you're looked at as oh this person's needy right and when you hear that that phrase in the world that's a derogatory phrase that's a phrase that's saying oh well you're not self uh, you're not independent enough you are you know some people may even say well you're codependent because you know you're so you need other people Right. But we understand that God is a relational God. He created us to have relationship with him and to and relationship with others. So needs are very important. Relationship, meeting needs and relationship. We've talked about 
is the most critical thing that we can learn in life. Because as Pastor talked about, at the end of the day, no matter what what you claim success to be, success really is about being able to have relationships with others, be able to walk alongside each other, and be able to have that kind of intimate relationship with others that make us self-fulfilled, that make us grounded, right? So, right. Okay, so um, my wonderful wife here is going to start handing out some, uh, going to hand out what we're going to start working on, the interactive work we're going to do today. And we will go ahead and get started. So what we're working on is an exercise that's called finding the need beneath the deeds, right? Finding the needs beneath the deeds. So there's when you as you get the paperwork, you'll see that there's an example on one side, and then there will be a and there will be. Um, Blank. There'll be a blank on the back side that you'll actually use to be able to do the to do the work. In addition, you will have one per table of the ten key relational needs, so you can look that up. There's, there'll be one per table. Okay. One more. What? Okay. Okay, so so we have an example. Um, can everybody hear the the nursery? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you hear can you hear that person screaming? Yeah. Okay. So what is the Behavior, looking at your paper, where that's already filled out, the side that has the words all on it. The page 36 side. What is, what is the behavior? Crying. crying. So you're hearing crying. So this exercise is about finding the need behind the deed. So the deed is crying, right? You've identified the behavior. The next question is... Are you aware, right, of what's going on with that child? It's just an example. You don't have to write anything, just an example. You're aware. You're kind of, there's a part of you that's tuned in. There's a part of you that's tuned out, right? Because you know there's people there to help, right? But if you were the only one there to help, what might that baby be thinking? That's number three. What might that baby be thinking? What might that baby be needing? Change diapers. Exactly. A toy, some food, yeah. I want my mama, I want my daddy, I want somebody to pick me up. It could be any number of things, right? Yeah, crying, yeah. It sounds like they're crying, but they're not. Very good point, very good point. Well, how would you know that the baby was either crying or just expressing themselves loudly? I have a godson that was like that. <laughs> you would what? Close proximity. What else? Their facial expression. What else? Lack of tears. You can cry without tears. Right. You would have to know that. 
Thank you. You would have to know that baby, right? That baby's pattern, right? You'd have to be somewhat familiar, right? Because if, if, if they brought us that baby right now, we've not seen that baby. We're not regularly in that room caring for that baby. We don't know. Maybe that baby just needs to be walked and bounced. Maybe that baby is crying but doesn't have fears because they have a condition. Maybe the baby's just expressing joy and we're all mistaking the, the baby's joyful. We don't know. So we would be trying to like figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. What's important for us to recognize, again, going back to what we brought out earlier about relational circuits is when we're in that place of trying to figure out what's going on, we are not only burning a lot of calories, our brain is working on overtime, right? Because we're trying to discern, okay, wait, I said hi to Renee this morning. Renee didn't answer me. Now, Renee usually answers me, but I've also seen Renee when she's mad, and sometimes she's quiet. And when she's quiet, when she's mad, she's like really, really mad. And so I don't know if I'm in trouble or what. Well, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, and then I just got swatted. So, so what's really going on, right? You read my mail. What in the world is really going on? I'm spending a lot of energy trying to figure it out, right? She know me. And it's important. Because if she's important to me, it's important for me to turn some of my attention to trying to discern what's going on, right? This is an exercise that we all do day in, day out, only we don't stop to, to think about the steps involved and what responding relationally needs to look like. Does that kind of help you guys connect with the exercise in front of you? Okay. So I did not give you a solution for the baby problem because we don't know. We don't know the baby. But we all know what we would each have been trying to do had we been suddenly handed this child <laughs> to figure out what's going on, right? We would try to find the need behind the baby's behavior and then respond appropriately. Obviously, if they brought us the baby, the wrong thing to do would be to shake the baby. <laughs> The next wrong thing to do would be to smack the baby and go, why are you crying? Because that's only going to make the baby cry more. The other wrong thing to do would be to totally ignore the baby, right? Those are all things that would not necessarily be appropriate or as this writer uses the word irrelevant. So I pass it back to you. Okay, so let's flip the page over. And so now we're going to go through this exercise. And so the first part of the exercise, and you see here it says, who in your life might need your relating instead of reacting? So what we want you to do is to think of a person, could be family member, coworker, neighbor, doesn't matter, somebody in your sphere of influence that is exhibiting a behavior that, that might need your relating to. So let me give you an example. So if I had a, well, it's a true example. I have a coworker comes in and uh, many times, uh, great guy, but many times I kind of have to walk him off the ledge because he's, he's, he's in a very difficult position and he's carrying a lot of weight, right? So, an example is... By weight, he, you mean responsibility. Weight, responsibility, not only at the job site, but at, at home. So 
I can pretty much always tell what's going on with him by the tone of his voice and the response to me in the morning. Okay. So if he's doing okay, he'll come in and I'll say, Hey, how's it going? And he'll say, Oh, pretty good. How's it going with you? All right. I can discern from that, that he's, he's in a place where he's kind of okay. Now I don't know everything that's going on behind him, but I can tell just by his initial response that he's not under the immediate stress at that point. So now there's some days that he'll come in and I'll say, hey, how's it going this morning? And he'll go, you know, I can't believe I'm here again. Can't believe I got to go through this again. Okay. So right away, I have two choices. You know, I could just react and walk away or I can begin to try to discern what's going on with him. And I may take further conversation, but what I'm first exhibiting is I'm exhibiting a type of behavior that tells me that there's something going on, that there's a need that needs to be filled. Okay. So what I need you to do is to think about your relationships, think about a person, and it doesn't have to be a, a one-time event, but you may have a person in your life that was jovial, but now they're isolated, um, was happy, now they're not. Um, something that's letting you know in their behavior that there's a need, right? So you don't know what the need is yet, you just have identified that something's going on in this person. So that's the first thing we need you to do on this number one, is who in your life might need your relating and not your reacting. All right, so we'll give you a few minutes. Think about that. At this point, we just want you to pick one person, right? Because you, you may have a few. Just pick one person. Can you do it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, give me another piece of paper. <laughs> You're doing this individually. Yeah. So. But we don't want you to feel alone, so that's why we put you in circles. <laughs> And from the example, you can also write some of the things that you see that you're exhibiting. So you or the person is exhibiting. That the person's exhibiting. So you might say, OK, well, the person I'm thinking about is um, Andy. And what I'm seeing from Andy is he's, he's irritable or he's uh, he's not jovial anymore or he seems to be angry. So that's the other thing you want to write up in that box. What are the behaviors that you see is kind of giving you some indication that there's a need going on in that person's life.
right, we'll give you another minute and then we'll go on to um, number two. Okay. So did everybody come up? Did you, everybody come up with somebody? Everybody come up with one person? Okay. At least one person. <laughs> well, only one person from, uh, for our purposes. Okay, so the next thing is, um, and this is as much as 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 possible as you know, because you obviously you don't know all the relationships. But the next thing says, become aware of the relationships surrounding that behavior. So how might they be alone? What might that person be feeling? How are they being treated in these relationships? So here's the thing. If you have somebody in your sphere of influence that you have identified, how are you going to know about this? How are you going to know what's going on with them, what's going on in relationships? How are you going to know? You're going to have to talk to them. <laughs> right? You, you're not going to do the, the Spock uh, mind meld, say, you know, can I touch your forehead for a minute? You know, and go, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, it's your brother, yeah, and okay, yeah, I got it. What if they won't tell you? The nonverbal cue. Right. Nonverbal is uh, another way. Another way, also, if they won't tell you, is just by observation um, can help you, but again, if it's if it's like in a coworker's type situation and there's some issues going on at home, it's going to be pretty hard for you to discern that. But this is really where coming alongside and building that relationship, because here's the thing: you're not going to be able to help that person meet a need. Anyway, if you don't have some kind, if you don't have relationship with them in the first place, right? So, in doing this exercise, it's not necessarily. This is not something where you know we're kind of going down the page, and you're gonna kind of go down the page with this person and find out what their needs are, right? This may this uh, will probably take quite a while, depending on your level of relationship. This will take a while depending on your level of relationship because here's the thing. If you have any kind of relationship with this person in the beginning and you present yourself as somebody who cares about them, who's interested in their life, interested in what's going on, 
nine times out of ten, as you begin to speak and talk with them and, and say, hey, you know, I, I noticed that some things are going on. Would you like to go out for coffee and, you know, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, maybe you just need somebody to hear what's going on. When people get that kind of sense of somebody who's caring, right, then many times they want to have somebody to talk to. Many times people don't want to just kind of keep all that stuff bottled up inside because many times it's eating at them, right? And so, again, we have to be these people that are living life, as Pastor says, intentionally, right? If we are going to be these people that model relational care, we have to live intentionally from the standpoint of modeling what it looks like to be a person of integrity, modeling what it looks like to be a, an open person, modeling what it looks like to be a caring person. We need to be modeling those traits well ahead of time that when these things come up, people in your sphere of influence can say, oh, you know, um, you know, I can go to Elaine or I can go to Susan because I know her and I've seen her life and I've seen how caring she is and I know that I can go to her. Or when you go to them and you say, hey, you know, let's go for coffee, you know, let's talk about it because I'm, you know, I'm, I care about you, I'm concerned about you, and I just want to be able to help you in any way I can. That's going to give you entrance into that. So in relational care, we really take on the lifestyle of a person of relational care. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? It's not that we get into situations or circumstances like here is really talking about, okay, there's a, there's a situation or a circumstance, so now I'm trying to move in to give relational care. We have to be people that decide to live a lifestyle of relational care, right? Because we're investing in these people, we're investing in their lives, we're modeling to them what relational care looks like so that when these times come up, right, we already have access to them because it's going to be much easier to do this kind of work with somebody that you've already been walking with than, you know, the guy that just started working at your job last week and he's got a bad attitude. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's about. I have no relationship with him. So I can't, there's, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't move into that space because I don't have any kind of credibility with him. I, I haven't, we haven't walked together. We haven't communicated. We haven't sewn into each other. Okay. So with that and the person that, that um, you've picked, as much as you can, maybe try to discern what do you think is going on behind, um, behind the behavior. What you think. Okay. We're going to deal with what the what we might think the person thinks in the next one. But right now, just what do you think um, in terms of what might be going on in the relationships that's causing what they're going through? You know, do they have a mother that's ill? Are they having marital problems? Um, Did they just get called into the boss's office? You know, are they are they struggling with depression? I mean, and you know, obviously, this is your best guess, right? Unless you, the person's actually told you. 
Here's a notion after you write what you think, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, what do, what do you think is going on with this person? Show me, please. Because you might be on the mark, you might be off the mark. guys a couple more minutes and then we'll move on to the next Okay, so let's go to number three. So number three says, what might this person be thinking? Right, so this is where you get to be mind reader on what this person might be thinking. And you see where it says, how might you remove aloneness? But really what they're asking you is, You've seen the behavior. You have a, uh, you have a, some insight into what might be going on in their relationships that are causing the behavior. So what might this person be thinking? So I'll give you an example. In case, uh, in the case of the coworker that I was talking about, um, I know him pretty well, so I know that some of the negative thinking that he has is he always feels he feels inadequate in the position so a lot of his negative self-talk might be um, I'm not cut out for this position um, I don't know why they put me in this position 
I really can't deal with the stress because um, I'm not getting any help from other people. So these are some of the things that might be going on, well, I know for sure are going on in his head um, when he is in that point, when he's in that stress point and he's coming into work and he's exhibiting those kind of behaviors, those are the kind of thoughts that I know that are going on in his head. So just try to maybe think from your perspective on the person you're thinking of, what may be some of the thoughts that are going on in their head. Um, and just one or one or two that you may think of. And then when we go to four, uh, that's when we're gonna ask you to do um, do number four in a group setting. So I'll give you a few minutes for that one. Okay. Ooh, I need some spinach dip. I have a buzz off that cake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Had an old days flashback. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. Too good. Okay. So, for number four, so this is what we want you to do. We don't want you to use the name of the person that you're thinking of. But what we want you to do is you want you to share amongst each other. You have the 10 relational needs there. So what we want you to do is we want you to be able to share um, the behavior without the name what you might be seeing and what the person might be thinking. And what we, what we want you to do now is to try to discern what needs might be going unmet. What needs might be going unmet in this person? So we want you to, to, we want you to share that because you may think it's one thing, but the person next to you may say, oh, you know what, well, that sounds like this so being able to talk amongst yourselves being able to will help each of you come to um, come to a conclusion in terms of 
what the need might be. So, and I would just do maybe the top two, or if you come up with one or two, that's fine. Um, I wouldn't try to come out with any, any come up with any more of those. Um, so come up with the 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 need, the relational need, the relational need that needs to be and met, and what and what might be the way that you would present that. So if you go, if you look back on the um, example page, you see comfort, which is you would say something like sorry for your pain. Um, encouragement, you would say something like. Let me and others of your friends share in this time with you together, uh, but we can make, before we can make it, or, or support. So what we want you to do is talk amongst yourselves, identify a need, one or two, right? And then we want you to just write a short phrase in terms of what you might say, based on your example. What you guys give each other feedback on might be a good way to respond to the need. Right. It's not necessarily the way, but it, it's a it's a starter, right? So. Is that clear? <laughs> I see faces like, I'm not sure. So there's going to, we expect to hear a lot of sounds from your tables. Uh, <laughs> yes, you talk now at your table and say, this is the situation. Um, the behavior the person I picked um, seems is displaying what I'm aware of that they are impacted by, it could be affecting them, what I'm thinking, what I'm guessing that they're thinking. And I thought possibly that the need might be blank. Um, and what I would say to that is X, what do y'all think about that? Can you, you know, and share with each other, um, give each other feedback. So pick somebody to go first at your table. Thank you. 
Recognize that you all may not get a chance to share about your specific situation, but listening to others will help influence you. So keep moving on to a different person. Thankfully, trying to work 
Okay, we'll give you guys a couple more minutes and then we're going to wrap up.
All right, you guys. Um, hopefully, you were able to finish up. Um, so, um, so the thing about this exercise is that it can be. We would hope that you would take it and begin to incorporate it in your um, relationships with others. And we'll just we'll end with this. And I and again, I think that uh, I can't. Um, I won't underestimate how powerful pastor's message is, but for those of us that have been in relational care for any amount of time and have seen the change that it's made in our relationships, I believe that it's definitely critical for us to live that lifestyle of relational care and be intentional and purposeful in our lives in terms of living um, lifestyles of relational care because not only does it benefit us greatly, but it also benefits those in our sphere of influence who will never get um, the kind of insight that you've gotten into relational care and to also be able to help them get in touch with what's going on with themselves. Because again, out in the world, you know, we live such few superficial lives that many people, they, it's just a reaction. Right, and they never really get to do the deep work to find out what's going on with them and what they really need, right, to be able to have those rich and deep, satisfying relationships. So we just want you to know that we are not believers that emotions drive everything, or that we should be we're, that we're here teaching you guys to live according to your emotions. No. Um, emotions tend to drive us in our culture today, but that's not what God gave them to us for. They were given to us to inform us to look beneath the hood of what's going on. And then we need to be in submission to God. 
So no matter what emotion of mine got triggered when Renee didn't respond to me when I said hi, going back to the example I used earlier, it gives me absolutely zero right to now react, become volatile, become verbally abusive, kick the can, kick the car, kick Renee. It gives me no right to do any of that. So we are, say again. What'd you say? That ain't happening, yeah. sister. She would, she would she throw like, me down. She would like beat, beat you down the heartbeat. But, but in any event, you know, we all live in different relationships. We all have different relationships with people. We do have people in our sphere of influence that sometimes go there. They don't, they don't have, like Joe was saying, they don't know enough about um, kind of taking a step back to kind of watch themselves. Like I need to watch how I'm responding and make sure I'm not reacting to Joe. I live there. You guys, those of you who've been with us for a while know about me and the shoe and, and the closet door and the closet door lost it because I threw the shoe trying to throw, throw a shoe at him. So I, I, I was that person, you know, true confession is good for the soul, right? You can grow from that place. That individual can also grow from that place, but they have to want to. And all we can work with is you guys. It's important for you to be safe. It's important for you to be as healthy as you possibly can be. And it's important for you to go on a journey of learning maybe what some emotions are and what they might trigger in people. Just even learning emotional vocabulary like we said, you know, what, what exists out there uh, and the good ones too, not just the, you know, heavy duty, powerful, there's a powerful six that weigh us down, but there's also great emotions like excited, yeah, enthusiastic, joy, you know, passionate, um, you know, enthralled, engrossed. Uh, there's so many that we can learn about but it's, it's up to us to go on that journey because we've been exposed to the impact that this actually has on people's behaviors. So um, I just wanted to put that out there um, just to remind us uh, of where we are, who we are, and whose we are. Our first responsibility is to the Lord. So often taking that time to say, okay, Lord, I am hot right now. Hot as in I am angry. And, and having that dialogue with him. And what I want to do, fill in the blank, is kick the can, kick the car, kick the, kick the cat, kick Renee. You know, I, I, that may be all, <laughs> all that I want to do, but I first need to confess that to the Lord and then allow him to bring comfort to me so that I can respond in a way that's appropriate, which obviously is not kicking his daughter, Renee. Right or sending myself to the hospital because I tried to kick the car. What? No, I don't think so. I don't think you need to be kicked at all. So we just want to put everything in context. Thank you for allowing us to be before you these past four weeks. Yeah. So there'll be a new couple up next week. Um, so uh, thank you. I, this is perfect timing for me because I was sharing in the group. I have an employee that supervises all people. And just because she's on vacation now, but since she's been gone, a couple of people have complained about some things. And mm. she manages the work and everything great, but it's the relational. Mm. And 
um, she had, I was talking to her about it before, she was like, well, you're just so forgiving, you know, of the, I, I said, that's because I've worked with these ladies and gentlemen for the past 15 years, mm -hmm. and you're new, so I have that relationship mm -hmm. with them mm -hmm. to where I can be forgiven because I know mm -hmm. their background. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just trying to get her to that point so these four questions mm -hmm. can be something Excellent. Present to her. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You want a blank? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, no. class on no. Easter. Yeah. So right. Thank you for bringing that out. There's no mm -hmm. class on Easter, but we'll be here for every other Sunday. Um, you know, leading up to Easter and then right after uh, after Easter, which is the 28th. Thank you. And there's lemons on the back table there if anybody wants some. And mm -hmm. if anyone is interested, you can go on to our, our website and actually sign up to serve to work different areas if you so inclined on uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning for Easter. Easter. Because the church is looking for a lot of volunteers as well. Um, They're looking primarily for greeters, for um, for people to help in children's ministry and for people to help media and tech. I think the greeters so, filled up. Oh, you think so? Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's good because that's where they needed the most people. And so. All right. All right. Okay. So, Father, we thank you for this time, and we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come before your people. Um, Lord, we just thank you for the um, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your spirit uh, that is always moving us toward Christ, moving us to be people of Christ. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for what you're teaching us. Uh, we thank you for the grace and the mercy that you um, show upon us. We thank you that you walk with us. Uh, you say you never leave us nor forsake us. But Lord, you walk with us daily uh, through, the, through the highs and lows of life. And so, Father, we thank you. Um, and Jesus, we thank you. And we just pray that these things would settle deep in our hearts. And Lord, that we would live lives of intentionality as pastor talked about, and we would uh, live lives as people, um, Lord, who um, know how to, to be in relationship with others, Lord, and model how to be in relationships, Father, so that we can be able to reach those, Lord, that are in desperate need of, of knowing that they have needs. So we thank you. We ask you to bless this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.